Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shani, Auntie Leonica, and Auntie Shante. There's a bunch of stuff going on that is crazy in this world. How are you guys doing? I hope you all are staying safe. This is Jason. Out. Hola, chica bonita. Bueno, bueno. Hey, what's up, babe? Hey, girls. Ladies, women. Here we are. We did it. Thank you. Welcome back. It's the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. And I'm jumping right into this right away because we got so many things to cover. Oh Let's check in. Shalini here. Leonica there. Shantae over yonder. So, check in. I don't care if you listen, but my friends, this journal is necessary, mandatory, required. Check in. Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. I'm listening. Girl, they are taking Aunt Jemima off the pancake box and reshaping the syrup bottle. I don't know. You know, I was mad at first, but I'm happy. I was. I was pissed off. You know I'm not laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you because I understand the connection with the thing of your youth and the symbolism of tasty. The pancakes is just as good. (laughs) They need to change it. I've been seeing this for years. They do. They do. So that's where we're at. It's about time. Boss lady pancakes. Have a queen with a frown or something. Yeah, there you go, Boss Lady Pancakes. I like it. I like it. Oh, and the Dixie Chicks are changing their name to the Chicks. The Chicks. About time. Well, it's interesting because one of the things that I I mentioned when I shot the text to you guys was we are one month out from George Floyd and the protests starting. And it feels like it's kind of calming down. A little bit. Things are getting a little quiet. But change is happening. The good change. We're, we're paying attention to the good change. So we got Aunt Jemima. As we discussed last time, we have NASCAR. And then, you know, obviously they had that really sad incident that happened afterwards with Bubba Wallace and the noose in his stall. And that was just... Why are they creating nooses? Anyway. Leonica, what do you mean? What do you mean? Those a-holes are sending a dirty... Dirty, 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 awful message. That shit has not changed. Take away the flag, but we will show you the noose. And even if it was a publicity stunt or whatever it might have been, it was symbolic and it was basically a slap in everybody's face. But then, you know, I don't know how much of this stuff is created and manufactured. So they said that they were going to fire whoever, if they ever found out, they were going to fire them and ban them from the sport. So I guess that's good. This is according to CNN, June 26th. Um, NASCAR has released a photo of the noose that was found hanging in Bubba Wallace's team garage at the Talladega Super Speedway last week. It also said a thorough sweep of the 29 tracks and 1,684 garage stalls at the Speedway authorities found 11 pull-down ropes tied in a knot, but only one in a noose. The one discovered on Sunday in Bubba Wallace's garage, NASCAR President Steve Phelps said on the news conference Thursday. Wallace is the only black driver in NASCAR's top circuit recently, NASCAR I, I'm paraphrasing recently, NASCAR did the whole banning of uh, I'm sorry, flags. Trump. So, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's a coincidence they put Bubba in that particular stall. Period. No, I don't Bubba think there's any coincidence about the whole within thing. Within the last nine months, 
Bubba has been in this race uh, longer than a year. It's post-Confederate flag. Um, the House passed sweeping police overhaul after Floyd's death. Colorado reexamines Elijah McClain's death in police custody. Native Americans protesting Trump trip to Mount Rushmore. Obviously, impatience is growing for cops' arrests in Breonna Taylor's death. That's just insanity. The Elijah McClain story is from 2019 this happened. It's just kind of gaining new life. So change, so change is happening. I mean, we're seeing change, I guess. It's just, um, is it enough? Are you convinced? Do you think it's gonna do big things? Are we are we are we stepping on the gas? We are stepping on the gas, but it's not enough and this is going to take a long time. How long? Like how, long? how long? How long? How long? It's gonna take about ten years. Ten to get the changes that I want. Yep. Because we need to have people in every system from the top to the bottom, going through the system and looking at all the racism that's been embedded and scrubbing the fibers clean. And that is not going to happen overnight because some of it, like I said, me, me feeling bad about Angelina. That is so messed up, some type of internalized racism that if she didn't change her name, I mean, not if you realize my fondness to them just i don't know characterizing my people is it, it's ridiculous and if it's embedded in me like that think about how it's interwoven in the fabrics of american government and our law enforcement systems and our education systems and real estate every aspect of life the whole economy is just built on oppressing black people <laughs> it's, it, is. it is and that's the thing it feels like a titanic to turn it feels like a titanic to turn it feels like a revolution is the only thing that's going to change this like that analogy it is a titanic to turn and if we don't turn you know what happened i do exactly and you know what when i was guess who i was talking to my husband about the whole titanic analogy and he said, and the issue with the Titanic was the fact that they had a buyer down underneath that was making the metal softer. The Titanic within itself had its own structural issues. So when it did hit that giant iceberg, that was when destruction, it was a perfect opportunity and moment in time for destruction to occur. Likewise. Oh, girl, that's scary. What if our enemies attack us right now? This is horrible. We are. Um, excuse we, me. Excuse me. But the Air Force intercepted two Russian planes off the coast of near Alaska. When? Oh, you don't hear about that. You have to go look for that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that's not readily in the news like that, but it, it is in the news. Yeah, you got to go look for that. You got to go look for to see who we bombed last week during the riots yes. overseas. And, and that's... This is playing. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just feel like this man is an agent of of Russia. Why are you saying sorry? And what are you saying sorry for? I, like, I just know what I've been true saying that for a minute. We we we've been socialized to apologize for having a thought and an opinion. That's why. Mm, yeah. Oh my God. Right. Don't get me started on that one. Right. You know, just realizing recently 
that I had some racist thoughts for myself. And that goes back to what you just said, Leonica. Like, like how my, you know, the first thing, you know, we, we, my mind went to when the rioting and all of that stuff. Why we got to act a fool? This is before George Floyd, however, when Milwaukee had their own uprising, quote unquote, which I'm tired of them calling it an uprising. Like we can't, we don't have the right to protest. There are protests. Why is our protest labeled as dangerous? Like, to me, that, that that makes no sense why when we protest, it's an uprising. But the fact, but is, when... is, but the fact is, is you're an educated woman and you understand the systemic issues underlying all of it, so you know why. You understand I'm why. I'm an educated woman, and here I was speaking the same words that these white men were spitting about us. Mm. Why they have to loot? Why, why do they have to, you know, burn stuff down? Why can't they just be peaceful? Peaceful have not gotten us where we needed to be thus far. In fact, that's the problem what happened, especially I feel like in our generation that, oh, we were so comfortable and living fat off the hog from the Martin Luther Kings and, the, and everybody got jobs in the 80s with Reagan, like Reagan solved yeah, the rape problem. Let me give but you however, uh, you stopped fighting. We became complacent. Mm-hmm. And this is why we're in the current situation that we're in. We, we became got the diversity And mm-hmm. diversity awards. Hello, we had affirmative yes. action. Hello, but that was them giving us a little piece of the pot just to shut our black asses up from keep us from uprising, quote unquote. But that, because they, they, they know our grandparents, they didn't give that to us. They gave it to our grandparents who provided it for us through True. our parents. But True. we understand the mistake that they made when they said, okay, we can stop. And now we got to pick up where they left off. And we ain't going to stop until it's right. And that's, I hope, I hope, I, I, that's the train I'm on. That's the train I'm on. I honestly... Honest to God, I have fought my entire life with being transparent. I have this gold chain that I love to wear. I was looking at this old picture, and it says Shelly. I was Shelly for the longest time because I couldn't be Shalini on the radio, so I was Shelly, right? So, like, I have all these things that are there. Girl, that killed me. And I have to be transparent. I asked. I asked, and they said, no, people won't relate to Shalini. They won't be able to pronounce it. I. It killed me. It killed me. And then I, you know... I don't want people to blame people when they still call me Shelly because there's, you know, that's how they relate to me, but it still stings every time. Right. But I feel like transparency is where I'm at right now. And I am stuck between singing happy songs with two and three year olds because I want to give them the genuine pleasure and joy of music and, and ice cubes. The nice Arrest the president. You got the evidence. That nigga is Russian intelligence. When it rains, it pours. Did you know the new white was orange? Boy, you're showing your horns. They trying to replace my halo with thorns. You so basic with your bait stick. Let's go ape shit in the matrix. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. Arrest the president. You got the evidence. We do. We have to prepare our children for the future that they're inheriting, and at the same time, we have to 
like to make sure that they inherit the future that we want for them, the future that we, that our grandparents thought that they had. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I just feel so pissed off that my grandmother got bamboozled by the system. I mean, they hustled her so hard. Like, all my life, she's talked about, I was the first black person to move in this neighborhood, and all these other people coming, and, and it just made the, the property value go down, and it now done turned to the hood. That's what they want us to think about yeah. ourselves. Then I went to Albion College, and I was in political science. I forgot the professor's name, and I was reading about, about redlining and blockbusting. And I knew that the lady my grandmother worked for, who was a rich white lady, I'm going to share her uh, obituary on Facebook. She worked for this rich white lady who was a very progressive, philanthropist, social work type lady. And she made sure that my grandmother got the house that she wanted wherever she wanted. And my mom lives in that house today. But now I recognize that once my grandmother moved in there, because she moved in the Red Line District, she became the blockbuster that broke up the box and said, all the fake people are back. And see, all this time, she's been proud to have come up and made progress from, you know, her grandmother, who was a slave, and her parents, who were sharecroppers, owning a house in this white neighborhood. You know, that sense of pride, but it all, at the, in reality, the joke was on her. That's sad. It's so sad. It's, it's so true. sad. It's a brainwashing of an entire generation. And then they continue to do it because it's just like you said. It's a pacifying. You pacify people just enough. Look, we got this Black Lives Matter at Target. And look, we got Black Lives Matter at Coca-Cola. Like, look, woo-woo, you know? And even people putting up Black Lives Matter signs on their doors so people don't smash their doors down just to keep themselves protected, right? Because they just want to stay safe so that people think they're cool. That lady who got busted being racist. Right, that lady got busted being racist, you know, saying some racist stuff on a video that went viral. Now all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll march with Black lives it's all about pacifying people to shut them up every mm-hmm. single time shut them up and make them stop complaining so then they'll be quiet and sit back down that's what yeah. it's always been somebody asked me the question yesterday why do you think there's not more women in leadership positions i was like fatigued they are fatigued they are worn out by that glass ceiling some of them push through it some of them get through it and the other ones are like shit i'm done i'm tired i'm good ceiling's fine like it's tiring yeah yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to ask you guys. When you black and got to fight on the race, racial end of it and the gender end of it? All of it. Bell hooks, bell hooks, bell hooks. even more important for women. Don't get me started on the LGBT. You LGBT, black, and a woman? Come on. Bell hooks, read bell hooks. Read bell hooks, everybody. Not you guys, but everybody in the world. Read bell hooks. You cannot fight one oppressor if you're not fighting all oppressors. You cannot pick and choose your damn oppressors, exactly. folks. Exactly. One is exactly. all. Exactly. All is one. Because there was a moment where I was thinking, you know, it's kind of hard. I really think we need to open up the political landscape and not and and and, and broaden these just two parties when we have the capacity as a nation to accept multiple parties we but are... why is it that we've just settled on republican and democrat like 
your face froze right there. You froze and your face was like. Perfect. Like, can I take a screenshot? <laughs> <laughs> they trying to take on too many policies at one time. Uh, what, what's the saying go that you know a, a man of many is a master of none? A jack of all trades is a master of none. This whole pacification, and I'm sorry, I kind of got us off track. No, you're it's good. Okay. You're good. Senate, right yep. The Senate policing bill did not pass because that's a prime example of oh, let me just throw some pac pacify you niggas, and I'm using that word. Yeah, because that's how um, it To throw y'all a bone to get you off my street so I can say that I dominated you. And, you know, like... No, I'm not buying. We're not going. It's not going to end. Yeah, we may not be marching on the streets right now, but trust me and believe me that the fight is going on. It's just going to underground now. It's going to, not underground, but it's going to their doorsteps to the people who, who the organizers are right there standing in and trying to get those things passed. But okay. not to mention, I will not forget when I vote. Everything that do not happen right now, I will not forget this. And I will not let my people forget this. This is what they did not do for us. So they need to go all the way down to common council, aldermen, mayors, presidents, everybody. Everybody. Okay. Let me go back to your thought about the alternative political party. Man, why aren't we creating it? This is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. I'm Shalini. She's Liana because she's Shantae. We are catching up on the last two weeks of what's been going on. It's been a month since the George Floyd murder and the protest started in um, Minnesota. And so we're checking back in and kind of seeing where we're at with everything. Go ahead. What We're talking about parties of government, which I don't mean to interrupt and I don't mean to hijack the conversation, okay, because parties... But this big Titanic of changing the electoral college system, y'all, a little far away right now. That, that's, 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 we're, we're not even close to that. We're not even, like, tiptoeing around the idea of them. We're closer to removing health care than we are to actually changing a, a political party thing. So I love you both, and I'm all about these, let's, you know, have these fantasy dreams of a third party being some version of an option. But that's not where we're at. Like, I genuinely don't believe we're going to have an election, like a real election, come November. Remember, let's not forget, do y'all remember Ross Perot? Mm -hmm. He campaigned on an independent ticket, and he could have did it, but he was he was on some bull. He just did it for tax purposes. Independents always that, do I, it. I think that that was a glimpse into, and, and then that would really make Democrats and Republicans who at this point, just refuse to govern at all. I've been watching C-SPAN. I tell you, the last time I watched C-SPAN, I was in college during classes. But I've been watching C-SPAN actually seeing what they're doing on the floor. It's appalling. I know. It's appalling. And changing that and changing the system that regulates that is where we need to do what you're saying. Start at the so mayoral levels. The people who are right, who are doing it right now, the people who are in the system. So that means we got to start stepping up and 
identifying people to replace those individuals. That's why when you said you're running for school board, like that's where we start. Run for school boards, do these things. Like that's why I complain because I am lazy. So the idea of having to get out and do this stuff is a pain in the ass, but really like we don't have any other choice. All of us, each and every one of us who gives a shit needs to get out and do something. If you give a shit, you gotta go, you gotta go. You I am connected to one of the parties who have online training courses and provide support to candidates. So I've been doing the online training courses. Yeah, it's a lot. They are hours long. Yeah. You need to send me that information. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, I digress. The I don't care if you listen podcast. This is just our audio journal of how we document what the actual, you know what, is happening in our existence. One month since George Floyd, we've talked about Breonna Taylor, I'll keep saying her name, arrest the people who murdered her. Arrest the people people who murdered- killed Breonna Taylor. Period. People look at me and they think, oh, this is some Indian girl, who does she think she is? But I've had my own challenges with how the black community is dealt with in this country from a very young age. I I feel as impassioned by this, the need for change, as I feel like anybody. But when I speak and I think about my sisters and what you guys go through on a day-to-day basis and what you see, hear, experience, feel, I cannot relate because I am not you. Trauma was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you about today. Trauma manifests itself in a whole lot of different ways. People get stuck on the idea of trauma as far as an arm being cut off or what happens when you lose a loved one or, um, you know, tragedy. But trauma, while it is tragic, it has ways of embedding in your system where it's part of your DNA mm-hmm. and part of your family's DNA. And I, that's my, my reflection on trauma. And all I've been thinking about with all of these conversations happening between Donald Trump doing what he's doing from the top down and the mask wearing and Corona and the protests and all these white people who are suddenly becoming woke and they care now and that, that all this happening. Can you explain to me what your perception of trauma is? Because I'm feeling it for you. When somebody says to you, I agree with you, don't you want to say thanks for agreeing? Now go tell motherfuckers to stop being racist. Girl, I have been. Hold up. Trump. I speak to this because, girl, in the workforce, they, I work in human services, and my leaders know that we need to process this as an agency. They know that in child welfare, we have traumatized families, and, um, they know that our staff are traumatized. So they provided um, via video conferencing for us to reflect on what's going on. And, you know, I'm one of few black faces in those spaces, but um, it was really hard for me to participate in the conversation and to listen to their interpretation of what happened because it was, and I, I share, it's so different than mine. Like, this is normal. The surprise to me is that all you guys are paying attention to it. 
And, you know, what does that say? And the fact that I have been creating trainings and sending out information for the last, you know, three to five years, talking about this, saying that this was going to happen, pay attention, pay attention. I felt so ignored. (laughs) And I know it wasn't intentional or whatever, but I, I just felt so ignored. And I felt like, People were that I, you know, care about and I like, but were so ignorant to the fact that people have these experiences, and at the same time, they have this privilege where so many people could say, "I turned off the TV, I stopped the video," and I had to ask them, you know, don't turn it off, don't stop. You need to see it because what's going to drive you because we have a saying in our community when people are doing something i know this is doing they'd be like look at your people over here but these are your people and you need to get your people because we can't do this and another colleague here we have been doing this we have been vocal but we don't have the economic power that's needed to make the changes that's needed therefore it's back on them so we will march with white people we will stand with white people and hold hand in hand while they combat their racist brothers sisters mothers fathers and grandparents because this is their issue not ours we just are at the foot of it literally and that's yeah. how I feel. So, and then, you know, it's good for agencies to have these conversations and stuff, but it's so hard for us to participate because it's like reliving it over and over again and reinforcing how messed up our lives are. Like that damn privilege walk. And I love the privilege walk. I, I encourage people to participate in the privilege walk, but minorities are going to still leave with a heavy burden, hopefully, either, you know, People's awareness will be hopeful, but when they go back home, will that awareness just dissipate as they get comfortable back in their lives and then they forget again? Because I've been participating in those conversations all my career. I remember healing a racism. <laughs> it ain't here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I need to go and participate, but then I have to guide myself. That's the thing. It's self-care. You gotta be you gotta take care of yourself. Care for not knowing what to do, for not having the courage to use their power to help us from being crushed. And it literally feels like we're being crushed. But then at the same time I feel like it's a danger for me and my psyche. It's no good. No good. To constantly, you know, have to deal with that toxin. But it's in you. It's in your genes. It it has to be in you, right? Like, it has to be, there has to be some level of it that you carry because it's like you are 24-7 on. You never get to shut this off. Mm -mm. The heaviness and the weight of it don't come off. And and then you get to, then you want to, I don't so one of the women that I've asked to be on, on the podcast is the, she's a white woman and she's the wife of a ER physician. And she made a comment a long time ago when we first started our podcast, she said, yeah, I listen. I don't agree with everything, but I listen. Well, she and I have like recently, like our kids are in school. So we've been talking. 
I asked her to be on the podcast and she said, I'd love to. But one of the things that I really want to ask women like that, white women especially, not women like that, everybody's different. But one of the questions that I have for white women in general, and I don't want to be too abrasive because God forbid I'm a woman who's outspoken and abrasive and God forbid we have real conversations and we don't fluff and foo-foo everything. God forbid we have real talk. But like, I really want to ask white women, what are you actively doing? I'm just going to post that on Facebook. White women and right I don't care if you say you're an ally, if you're really my friend. What are you doing? What are you doing? If you really care about me and my children and my community, what are you doing? Because I can tell you what I'm doing in yours. I'm in the muck of it. Deep in there with you. So, what are you doing? Because if my community is better, your community going to be better off too. That's the thing. It's if everybody understood that we have more in common with each other, if people would just start working in their own best interest, if we are only as good as our weakest link, any team, any country, any place is only as good as its weakest link. If your weak is starving and dying, you are weak. All of you. The whole that's thing. That's what I tell my staff about our team. That's how I operate. That's, that's how families should work. That's how organizations should work. That's how life should be. But everybody doesn't see things that way. Money. And some people no. only think of me, 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 and what can I get, what I need, what I want. And I don't care about nobody else, even their own children. Fact. Hi. I mean, we got how are the president's you? niece coming out with a book. He's trying to block. It's showing all their family issues that they done had. Hi. Hey, cutie pie. What are you doing? Can you do me a favor? Guys, to stop fighting. We're not fighting. Oh, we're just talking loud. Is that okay? Yeah. Mommy's getting riled. Mommy's getting riled up. Is that okay? We're just loud, baby. We're loud. It's we're okay, not angry. Right? You know, we're not loud. We're passionate. But you know how yeah. upset mommy is about everything that's going on in the world, right? I talk to you all the time about it, right? But I try not to make it heavy for you, right? Because Chathan has agreed to staying home for school because he says that mom's trying to protect him. Yay. Right? Our decision. Oh, my God. He's such an Thank you, buddy. You can, and because of that, you can watch some Pokemon, okay? Thank you. Okay. TV bribery. Woo! Um, uh, I'm trying to decide, and y'all, I'm looking for a house. Here's a black dilemma for your ass. Mm. How do I find a house in a neighborhood with a school district that's going to educate my children but they're not going to have to deal with people wearing blackface or people trying to rob them and recruit them for gangs. I wish I had the answer to that. But it all comes from money. It comes from the top down. It comes from money, 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 which is why when you say we need to invest in ourselves, we need to buy real estate, like, and that's the thing. The longer people like Trump are in place, the harder it's going to get for people of color, for people of with less money. It's going to be harder for groups to get ahead because his people will continuously, they will implement rules and regulations that will take away the the right, they will take away people's right to sue for discrimination, take away the, people, the way people's right to sue for funds, for grants, for all kinds of stuff. So that's, it's like when Obama said, don't boo vote. I'm in such a weird headspace about it because, yes, don't boo vote. We need him out of there. I don't know how 
a really bad doctor who was accused of, you know, doing medical malpractice would still be allowed to practice, but somehow, even though we know he's bad, he's still allowed to make laws for all of us, like, because the pilot's wasted and we're all on the plane, like, okay, we'll see what happens when we get there. It's like some crazy stuff. I get that voting is important, and I'm trying to be really on this train about November, 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 but... Yeah, when you say 10 years, I think about you saying 10 years to make this ship turn, Lee. 10 years somehow now that I'm even thinking about it, even 10 years feels too soon. Maybe we're 20 years away. I thought we'd see it in our lifetime. Barack and Michelle uh, gave me hope. Children. Matter of fact, I'm going to do something that I learned from other cultures, and I'm going to plan for five generations ahead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In five generations, this it's got to be gone. I won't be here to see it. I don't plan to be here to see it. But that's why we're doing this to document and let them know that we love them. And we want you to have a much better life, a much easier life than what we do. And everything that we're doing is for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Being good ancestors. That is the plan. Be a good ancestor. So